Yeah, but Leslie Jordan. Aye, they're dead. Leslie. Watch me twirl. Daddy, watch me twirl. <laughs> I'm pissed. I know I can see that. I'm having a little ham and cheese sandwich. Vegan cheese, of course. Just Shout out the new cathedral city. Oh, the new cathedral city? Shitty? The new cathedral city vegan cheese? Delish. Like nummy vibes, like, like yum yum nom nom. No, like mm. delish, delish, delish. <laughs> like very moorish. Um, tastes like real cheese. <laughs> I don't text no what uh, I don't take uh, I've completely forgot the condition. I don't need no ex, I need no text, I choose not to respond. I don't text no No wait, hold on. <laughs> Get these lyrics. No, I know the lyrics. I don't text no ex, I don't Gotta get right, trying to feed my mind before the end of the world. I don't miss no X, I miss no text, I choose not, not to, to respond. respond. I don't care nothing. I don't regret, <laughs> just pretend. I don't regret nothing. Just pretend shit never happened. Anyway, this episode is dedicated to Leslie Jordan. I repeat, an angel gained her wings. <laughs> and a girl without wings is like an No, a girl without a dick is like an angel without wings. Shout out a girl of swords. Shout out a girl of swords. Um, RIP, this episode is dedicated to Leslie Jordan. Um, how old were you? I don't want to say you were gone too soon. You were taken too soon because bitch, you were he old. He was 67. Old. That's kind of young. Young and old. Young and old. Um, it's gone. like cause of death GBNF. Being really small <laughs> <laughs> Being really gay <laughs> You stupid French slut <laughs> You are one sick bitch <laughs> I saw My mother-in-law really <laughs> Anyway like We are going off the Richter scale Of these fucking no. screams It's too much Like, dog, Anyway This is probably going to be The most chaotic episode That those discuss Because one We're kind of <laughs> drunk And two We're talking about Our exes <laughs> <laughs> Okay Anyway Hi Welcome back to the Doys Oh Oh let me start again. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the Dolls Discuss. I'm Lourdes. And I am Talia. And as always, if you would like to support our podcast, click five stars on Spotify and five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you feel so inclined to, then please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform right. that you can leave five stars or a written review because we love the engagement and it also helps really boost us because... As much as we don't put out content, we actually do love doing this and we do love the Dolce's no, Car. And, and it's not, it's genuinely not the thing for is, a lack of care. It's genuinely just that we have been really busy. No, but also it's hard um, dedicating uh, in this current climate when... Like there's a cost of living crisis. 
<laughs> and Leslie Jordan is dead. <laughs> He's literally dead. Um, I would say it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard trying to find time for things that, like, I feel disgusting saying this, that don't earn your money because right now our time is very, 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 very precious. And we don't earn any money from this podcast right now. We're hoping that that will change in time. But that can't change if there are not more people listening and engaging with it. Um, We're not necessarily asking you to engage more with the podcast. It's more that we need to research and find the information that means that we can start monetizing this. But also, and not in it, an evil it, he he he. We're making no, money. But, no, but in a way that means that we can just like survive day to day. Because at the end of the day, half of the week I'm not, and I'm just not at home through being on tour. Lou is not at home <laughs> working ninety hundred le- million le- le- working, a, working a nine to five. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so. Uh, I don't know what this sounds like I'm writing a fund in that I <laughs> And so on that note, please But it's all going to change Because get funded, I'm though. actually Going to be doing my Big Brother application soon Hello Big Brother Are you hiring you to do Hello Big Brother Are, are you, you hiring, hiring to do I'll be down momentarily to fill up the <laughs> application <laughs> Hello Taco Bell <laughs> Are you hiring Hello, today Hello KFC yeah. <laughs> Hello, Em and Co. Are you hiring today? <laughs> no, it's devil's more Bon Marsh vibes. <laughs> <laughs> like the board has been marshed. But yeah, that was like a real big tangent. But it's the truth. It's just hard it's to truth. like find time to match up. And also it's like no matter what and no matter like people think you just sit behind a microphone and like a giddy did it and that's it. It's like see if one of us is feeling slightly like off or like there's shit going on in our life unbalanced like lou does the social media stuff i do the editing processing stuff so yeah which is a lot more rigorous and intensive because it's like you uh, have to listen to that shit back (laughs) (laughs) but on top of trying to create the the what is going to be the world breaking t1 album But T, T, one, T one, but T. Um, it's hard trying to juggle creating like a really, really cohesive, amazing, sonically groundbreaking album, whilst also trying to maintain like this podcast pop. Whilst also just trying to be a fucking trans person right now in the UK with like a social life, who's also trying to get a boyfriend. No, when Lana Del Rey said, if this is the end, I want a boyfriend, she, she spelled, spelled, she, she spelled. gobbled. She gobbled and she gobbled. <laughs> and she's about to gobble that sandwich. <laughs> Get into this. Does anyone like the sound of people eating? Because I hate it. I really hate it. Guess that. what? This is what good pussy sounds like. If this is the end, I want a boyfriend. <laughs> but, yeah, like whatever. Whatever Whatever, forever Anyways Like you'll get your episodes When you get your episodes You know what I mean Like But we know that everyone Who's listening Is responsive And respectful of that But we just thought it was Like we may as well Clear it up And also we've had a wee glass of wine Like We're kind of tweaking off the bean (laughs) We're kind of flicking the bean (laughs) Oh 
Natalia. Like this episode's gonna be really chaotic. No, I'm I'm really really scared. I'm really scared because I'm gonna be spilling tea. And I'm not because I've literally been in one relationship. So anyway, this week's episode is going to be on breakups, makeups, situationships, shakeups, courtships, courtships, friendships, mm. glow ups, glow downs, and questionable ups. Questionable life choices. Yeah, choices, choices were made. Yeah. Well, you girls look, look good. good. But anyway, yeah, so it's on like the theme of like breakups and what that means in many different forms and terms. And also, quick disclaimer that some of the people that we will be talking about are actually, no, all of the people that we will be talking about are real life people. And if those real life p- people are listening, then you shouldn't have really tangled with us in the first oh, place. No, 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 it's just no, but but also, um, we are can only go based off our experience, yeah, and it's like we're not being hateful, we're not trying to, no, of course not. I love all my exes, no, not even that, but like we're not trying to like incite drama, we're not doing any of that, we're literally just going based off our experience. And it's like, see, at the end of the day, see, see like see, that's see, just a podcast that we're doing so that we can talk our like our tea, and that's it. We don't that, have to question, like, answer to anyone. And it's like, if somebody wants to spend whatever we have to say some shot then then that's your prerogative and that's fine and also and as not, Britney Spears said I'm going to the premiere of a, mu- a movie the legislation of my pussy <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say like if you see game me no no um, and also yeah of, of course this is our own experience and our own experiences are ours to tell have been quite harrowing no very har- <laughs> very tumultuous um and and that is fine. And if you are listening to this and you have been entangled with us at some point, then either Lucky you're, you. <laughs> you're being really nosy or you still like us. So that's you, fine. As that woman said when she won the Oscar, you like me. You really like me. <laughs> anyway. There's no bad blood. And we're also obviously, we're not going to name names, but it's... We'll say redacted or we'll just say... Like cunt silence, like it's it's you can put two and two together. Anyways, 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 anyways. So and this is also my disclaimer, my personal disclaimer. I we're obviously talking about breakups, which people will of course assume to just be relationships. But I've actually only I, I know the crowd is going to be really gay gasping at this, but I've actually only ever been in one fully for, like fully formed like. Oh, oh, love a can of Pepsi no. Max. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually only been in one relationship, but I've been in many a situationship. Many. Like, many. Men. E. Many a situationship. So, when I talk about certain things, it may not have been a relationship that. As black and white, we're in a relationship. To- That's kind of strong, by the way. No. 
But delish. delish. <laughs> like delish. Like, like dead mode delish. Like, thank you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. But yeah, so it's just, um, we're saying it doesn't always mean that I was in a relationship with this person or whatever, but I'll obviously explain that when we're talking about the things and the yeah. people and the places and the nouns and the adjectives and the verbs and the English linguistic language. Yep, T. T1. T1. I have had many an ex and I will list my exes for code name later, but... I, I do, like, it, and it, guess it, what? As little but, Max once said, "This is a shout out to my <laughs> ex." But it's also that basis. Of Heard like, you in love, some mother <laughs> bitch. I also, I also think an ex is kind of like any person that you have had an intense emotional, yeah, it can be physical or mental bond with. That has perhaps <laughs> the name's Bond, mental Bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the name's Bond, mental Bond, emotional Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Um, that has like lasted more than like perhaps a month. Yeah, maybe even less. Um, honey, I'm still upset about someone that spoke to me for a week. <laughs> Like, come on, right? Anyway, the name's Bond, physical Bond, <laughs> the name's Bond, trauma Bond. <laughs> no, fuck off. This is gonna be a funny. Episode. No, this is. I'm tweaking off the bean. No, like the bean has been okay. tweaked. So the first question is: fave Halloween costume you've ever done. <laughs> No, but like, like no, I'm getting let's, on. Let's, before we get into the questions, let's just talk about our, <laughs> what, like our general experience of exes. Like, what was you say you've had one ex? What was that breakup experience like? Um, so it was. Uh, who was it that instigated that? It was me. Good I year. instigated it because so it was so. Let's set the scene. 1842 Verona My name's Juliet And that was Romeo Where are the cool people at this school? No joke So um, it was from 2018 till 2019 And within the time of the relationship Which we spoke about in previous podcasts Um I in previous episodes, sorry. I towards the end of the relationship I begun to have notions of toying with my gender expression. And this was something that became so prevalent within my brain that it began to bleed into the way that I was interacting with my partner at the time, where I became sort of very not distant but like I wasn't as affectionate as I used to be and I wasn't like as responsive to be open to affection because I was slowly my brain was doing the thing that knew was inevitably coming that was I had to break up with my partner mm. but in order to do that, to make it more like a softer blow, it was beginning to shut down and compartmentalise. I read, a, I, I literally read an article about this on BuzzFeed. I think 
it was kind of it was applying the notion of like quiet a quiet quitting yeah. yeah to like actually because because it becomes easier to deal with because it's already like I feel like it was already there was already so much attached but see when you feel you're having to bow out of something because you actually have to explore a way that you feel. Sorry, I just had to make sure the mic was fine now. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, as far as I was aware at this point, there was no big reason. There was like... But well, <laughs> we'll get into it. Like, I was like, do you know what? I have to end... One of the best things at that time that was in my life because I need to focus on me. Mm. Um, Little did you know. Yeah, just there, just there, just there. Rip the band-aid off. There, there. No, no listening. Um, no, because I'm not. I'm not a trash talker. Um, You're not trash talking anyone. No one knows who they are. Anyway, um, when I this conversation was approached and when it happened, things that I had been really anxious and like overthought the whole time of the relationship turned out to be true and my trust had been broken. And so that made the single act of the breakup a lot easier. But then the aftermath of the breakup was excruciatingly bad. I went through a really, really, really bad breakup and it honestly took me genuinely. So that was in like the end of July, August, I think of 2019. I wasn't mentally okay until about... Two weeks ago. No, I'm still not mentally <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding on. I was not okay until about... April, May of 2020. That's kind of crazy. No, it is. But I, I also, I also think as... Okay, I'm while she's pee. away for a pee, I'm, I'm going to continue talking. Whilst that was like a really intense and hard thing to go through, I learned a lot about myself during my breakup time. And... There was a lot of what I thought, like I very much went into my relationship thinking that I was a fully formed, like 18 year old, like slaying, knew my emotions, knew all this, knew that. It was revealed to me through my breakup that I actually had no idea. And like navigating your first relationship is really hard. Knowing your boundaries is really hard when you've never had them tested before. And so off the back of my relationship and my breakup, I was able to sit with myself and really like question like what my boundaries were and like what points of myself needed work because see at the end of the day you can think you're a great human and you can think that you don't hurt like you're not someone who will intentionally do anything to hurt and you're not like quote unquote a psycho but like everyone has moments in which they need work on and I think um, my breakup took so long because I had lots of space, like places that I needed to work on. And also in relation to a point that we can talk about later because somebody asked it, I think that the presence of the person that I had broken up with still being in my life prolonged a lot of the effects. Mm -hmm. But we'll bookmark that point and we'll come back to that after 
You take the ring. <laughs> how long have you got? Not how long was that? Because <laughs> on that makes scene adjective, adjective, noun, noun. Um, I've experienced quite a few breakups. I think prior to this episode, I've done a bit of research just on breakups. Um, and kind of... Uh, more generally, but as someone who is probably... Ex I've experienced a lot more than you. I Yeah, she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I counted six exes that I would probably want to talk about to to some degree in, in this podcast, just purely through, like, uh, experience. Um, half of those breakups have been initiated by myself. Half of them have been initiated by the other participant in the relationship. I don't have any kind of specific stories to tell on the whole of my breakup experience. I just know that I am a very emotional person. And I think that I know when something is working for me and I know when something is not. And I think also a lot of perhaps the trauma or negative experiences that I've taken from my breakups have been um, a lot more, well, not a lot more, but they, it, they go hand in hand with perhaps how I was thinking about myself. My breakups can very much be split into like pre-transition me and post-transition me. Like I have three exes that I had before I transitioned and I have kind of three prominent exes that I have post-transition. Maybe that's four. But one of them... I was with also post-transition, so maybe he doesn't count. Um, and so there, there's, a, there's a lot that went on. There was a lot that I was dealing with. I was dealing with a very intense kind of like anxious attachment style that I think I, I'm still dealing with, but I'm dealing with on a lot easier, on an easier scale. Um, Pre-transition me, I wasn't in therapy. Post-transition me, I've always been in therapy. Um, so that means that I'm able to gauge and I have a stronger, more broader emotional intelligence than I did when I was younger. Um, so, yeah. But they, these are all things that I can talk about in, in depth later. But I think, I don't know, it's interesting kind of thinking about the idea of therapy and relationships and kind of like, not necessarily couples therapy, which I do think is beneficial in a lot of cases, but even just the individual therapy of the participant in the relationship and how that can affect the dynamic. And I know that before before I was in therapy, I encountered relationships and I went into them with a completely different mindset and I was very um, anxious and kind of... Uh, territorial and I don't want to use the word controlling because I feel like I've never in intentionally been controlling towards my partner but I think I had kind of like quite immature controlling tendencies in order that. to in, in practicing a relationship which also does come with age rather well, than like mental state exactly. um but and these are the things that like when displayed at that time are and also quite when it is the... Quite when it is. Like, see when it's, like, quite, quite and it's when it is. I. No, but, like, see when the dynamic of the relationship is that someone is inherent, really inherently the more, 
like dominant person and someone is the more submissive and it's that way where it's like if the submissive not even like sexually terms like but also just but like also kind of because those dynamics also like, like bleed in uh-huh. like I, the idea, but the yeah, yeah. way that minute that the more sub role shows any emotions or tries to talk about anybody that they feel it showcases hysteria and you're the psycho mm. and of course it comes from like our younger generation thing but it's like there have been times where again going back to like my experience of being in a relationship where I was like cornered into feeling a certain type of way and then when I showed that sign of the results of being cornered that way suddenly I was the psycho but then also on the back of that there had been times where I had reacted in certain ways and it's like I know that I'm being absolutely fucking crazy right now well this is the thing about having like uh for research I read this book called is this love or is it dopamine um by I forget the author it's here um Iona David um I'm burping tonight I read this book by Iona David called Is This Love or Dopamine? I literally just said the title. And she um, then went on to her and said, I'm really into reading about love. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Another no, book. I think it's a great another, area of co- like topic. No, I, another book that I read, uh, purely out of my own interest, but I think very much applies to, to that. The whole topic is Notes on Heartbreak by Annie Lord, which is one of the most fantastic books that I've read this full year. And she delineates and describes uh, her whole breakup experience with this person that she's been with since perhaps her first year of uni. Um, and these two books are very pivotal in like my own understanding of breakups because one, they made me aware of that the feelings and the experiences that I went through were not just personal, they were also very universal. Yeah. And also, especially Iona David's book, it kind of compartmentalizes and contextualizes breakups in a very kind of like modernistic contemporary online kind of way basically iona david is the person who runs the beam me up soft boy instagram account so the whole book is written through the lens of her analyzing screenshots that he that that he that she has been sent of other people's kind of like i don't know turmoil on on dating apps Mm -hmm. or whatever dealing with soft boys um and i think what one thing that i took away from the book itself was that not and like this might sound like quite redundant but like really truthfully men are shit yeah. Men are really, really shit. And a lot of men do not... Which explains why I'm the way I am. <laughs> a lot of men do not understand the emotional capacity to have a conversation or to have the language, the emotional language to thoughtfully or... To thoughtfully or touchingly break... Respectfully. Respectfully break up with someone that doesn't involve a phone. Now, out of perhaps six of my exes that I spoke, that I mentioned before, I think half of them, maybe two of them, 
to how many is that? To fuck knows. A few of them. Every single so. A few of them have broken up with me via text, or initially broke up with me via text. I would say that when I was the instigator in the situation, it was in person. But every other situationship that I have been involved with, it has been through that. It has been through text bar. The last most recent one, which I tried to make it in person because I don't, and they weren't necessarily corroborative of mm -hmm. that, so it ended up being over the phone. Yeah. But every other time, it's always been over the phone, and it's also always been really, really rude. <laughs> and this, is, and this is the thing. Men lack, men lack the emotional or mental understanding in order to be able to create a open and safe environment to talk about your feelings with comfort. And I think that it is not a bad thing to break up with someone. It's not a bad thing to want to take yourself out of a situation that is not aiding you or benefiting you in any, in any way. I feel like as a society, we have been made to feel like selfishness is a bad thing and it's not a bad thing as long as it is done out of respect but a lot of the time when you are dealing with men they do not know how to treat a, another person with respect and so kind of like love in the digital age has been a difficult thing to grasp because basically don't break up with anyone via text it's and so that, it's so weird it's so, so rude. Do you know what it, it goes with I it goes beyond breaking up. It's like don't have any an intense, an intense emotional, emotional yeah, exactly over text because um, see, at the end of the day, there should be enough respect within that relationship that you are wanting to be responsive to how that person is reacting, or like to what you're saying in person. It's like, the, and also the thing that I think a lot of times is missed is that when you say something over text, no matter how well you, bless you, no matter how well, no matter how well you think you know this person, it can read differently. In the way that I could be sent a text and I could show it to five of my friends and it could be read five different ways. And this is like, to do, Lou obviously only has one ex. I have... <laughs> All right, Robin. I have six exes. And I'm going to give them code names because I can't think of like how I would delineate. So I have trans ex. I have gay ex. I have bestie ex. And these are post-transition. And then pre... No, these are pre-transition, sorry. And then I have post-transitions and I have gay ex again. And then I have straight ex. And then I have psychologic... Psycholo psych psychiatrist ex. And I have DJ ex. And and there <laughs> and gay X and DJ X and nope that those two broke up with me via text, which is like the world's shittest thing to do. Like I see if it, I, I do have to say that see if it's going to be over a mobile or phone device. Hit that FaceTime button, honey. No T, but they did like. 
it's like, okay, I get that not everyone's schedules are line up, i.e. us with the dolls and stuff, <laughs> but it's like, but I see if it's like a, that important a co- like a conversation, see if you're going to have the guts to do it over a, mobi- a mobile phone, do it over, at one, a phone call, it doesn't even need to be like FaceTime. But also it's a man, it's a manner of respect and I think that a lot of people do it purely out of the I don't the want pussy, to have the to, pussiness of like meeting yeah, up. I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to have to do like explain my own emotions with my own with my own tongue. I think so there I'm not comes, gonna do that. There comes that thing because again, going on my experience of the times that I have had situationships ended over the phone, um and then have pre- then proceeded to contact them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I know that their feelings probably didn't change all that much. And so the act of phoning me up, saying what they had to say in that heat of the moment to then hang up the call, it's easier to avoid picking up the phone yes. than it is to be in person but I feel like seeing that someone's the, emotional the, reaction. These all can come down to like the fact that men just don't really know how to deal with their own emotions in a way that heeds like constructiveness or heeds like this like level of respect. Like you spend so much time with someone, like you're talking plus three months and like when you think about it when you think about the way that our lives are just like just oh like generalizing the way that like time matters so much and like when you spend that much time with someone when you're in intimate settings with someone to that degree it means a lot and for someone to disrespect that to the point where like i've spent so much time with you and i've loved every minute minute of it but the way that I'm going to tell you that I don't want to spend any more time with you is going to be through a phone, a phone that you hold in your hand and you're not going to hear my voice. You're not going to see my face. No. All you're going to see is typography on a screen. And also, and it's like, I sat you like, and also it's that way when it's like someone that will have spoke to you on a level of unfamil- like unformalness or whatever that word is, informal, the whole time you've been in a relationship will copy and paste the dots will be there for three seconds copy and paste a whole fucking paragraph that has been articulated to a t and honey you don't know what that word means get a thesaurus because but also it's that way of like you've said you've told me you love me (laughs) and you're ending it through yeah, through the ether. It's like it's it's genuinely it's, it's bizarre. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It is genuinely, truthfully bizarre, and far too many of my past situ. And this is the thing as well. It's like going off that love in the digital age sort of concept. I think love in the digital age has really, really skewed the lines of when something is meant to become that wee bit more important. I feel like mm-hmm. there's not as much pressure to, like, labelise things. And do you know well, what? That's a positive and a negative. But also, what is then left is that, see when these situationships that I've been involved with for, like, what, two weeks, four weeks, it's like, why is my emotional reaction almost always the same? But I also think it's this kind of like 
unwilling to take responsibility for the fact of you're entering into a situation where you're sharing thoughts, emotions, mentalities, physicalities, like the genuine physicalness of being intimate with the physicalness of being intimate with someone is a lot. And yes, the fact that dating has become more fluid is great. But see when you are on the other end of that spectrum, see when you're not the person in control, when you're the person who's thinking, what are we? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. going on here? How do I fit in this situation? I'm trans and they're cis. What does that also mean Which for also the dynamic? Which also I think, and it's that way, it's, it's also like just we kind don't of like, always need, like... It's not even like, oh, everything resorts back to trans because that's just our experience. But it's like all these things are amplified, especially when you are entertaining someone who is cis and does not understand the trans experience of being left patched or left on red or ghosted by someone is not the, to the same. Okay, it's shit for everyone, but there is more levels of heart and there's more levels of questioning and there's more levels of overthinking that happen when you are trans because not only have you been ghosted but you've also been ghosted as a trans person and no, it's like and so you overthink everything you've already done but then you also overthink it as it because you're trans. trans no and this is the thing it's like right okay i'll be seeing someone and it will end and that's hurtful. But then the next person that I see them with is someone who's cis. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm literally gonna kill myself. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> literally, it's like that thing of like. Anyway, what should we resort back to our questions? Because I feel like we're going on a like no, the chat some, is really really good. But sometimes tangents are um, fun. But we got we yeah, got, but there is that thing, and again, obviously, this will not apply to every single trans person and whatever it's based on like your own levels of relationship with and your transness but you can't help but question if like especially if someone's going to go and then be with someone who is cis but then it's also that thing of like how strange would it be if they if it was if they were with someone who is trans as well and then you're like okay so was i not at a point of transness where like you found it like deemable or acceptable yeah and then uh, also i said oh wait are you a tranny no, actually and a lot of the time you are <laughs> um <laughs> then we are running honey no, we are running hard no but way. but yeah no this is the thing it's like it's so and i think that a lot of the time unfortunately for us two who seem to be very attracted to cis men <laughs> cis men don't have unless they are dealing with it face on which means that like they are dating a trans person they don't have the experience or the vernacular or the vocabulary to understand how a trans person is feeling at a certain moment in time so for them Breaking up with you and moving on is just part of the process of being a human being, and that's fine. And we're the but, ones that's left devastated. But they're not thinking about perhaps the effect that their um, current relationship could have on our psyche, which is their like obviously previous relationship. And like, there's no kind of like conversation or anything to do with that. And it like, to, fair fucks, like your new relationship is your business. Like you shouldn't have to talk to no, us about that. Completely. Like that's fine. But also it's like, there should be a mutual understanding of, okay, so you didn't want things with me, but you want something with that person. What is the difference between me and 
yeah, her yeah, and yeah. then it's kind of like right okay we're trans or okay we're this or we're that and it's like yeah and quite often i think things like that will often come down to the other person where it's like we are also two people who enjoy communicating and talking about why we are having certain reactions to certain things maybe more so you than me sometimes i love but, talking but like if it comes down to it like i'll talk about like what needs to be spoke about and it's like see when you're entering and like see when you enter into any sort of situationship relationship there is a level of trust that you feel within that person that you expect them not to ghost you not to patch you and to be able to communicate their feelings so when that is actually not met and you're the one that's left saying oh i want to talk about x y and z and why they did this and all they're giving you is one more dancer and it's like we can't be together anymore no, but, but then also it's like right okay why do you think that your reaction to this is like a, an appropriate mental reaction and do you think that perhaps you need to do some kind of work on yourself to actually then talk about your feelings because I understand people being closed off, but see if you can actually sit and talk about your feelings in a way that is healthy and communicative, then like, what is the point? I can't be your therapist. No, literally. I can't be your therapist. And a lot of my exes have treated me as such. And it's like, I can't do all that work. Like, we're we, not trying to take on fucking cis boy, like, troubles. We no, don't literally, care. We don't care, mama. <laughs> we get it. You're a boy, okay. Like, okay, whoop to do Go and slang that dick somewhere else. Like, because we're literally also trying to slang this dick. But it's a tranny <laughs> dick. It's a girly dick. Um, and, yeah, this is the thing. Like, not a lot of, like, people don't want to, people essentially just don't want to do the work to like them better themselves and it's it, it takes and it, also i just and think also a I, I also think sorry just quickly that being with someone like us changes a lot of these people and then they can then and, go and utilize and, and that and then they can utilize that, that in their other relationships but then when we deal with like the and shit it's like and, and, it and that's that it. it's like um and i'm sure there's a quote in there somewhere where it's like the pioneers and not that we're like pioneers but like but we are <laughs> but we are the pioneers and like the people that do the most groundwork are the people that get paid the least amount and it's like see if you're someone that is opening someone's eyes you're doing all this they are not going to be receptive in that moment but in a year's time or whatever They'll be like, that's, wow. yeah that's when it all kicks in and it's like you know what there comes a point when it's like okay that hurts and it's like we don't get to reap the benefits of that but also it's like you've had an impact on someone's life that's undeniable and it's never going to change. I'm just like so, I'm so bored and done. <laughs> I feel stopped. I'm so bored and done with like this whole like kind of like prerogative of like me being the groundbreaking one in the relationship and then that and them taking that and then utilizing it in other aspects and it's like I, I am who I am like, I am me, I am Talia, I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm existing, I'm whatever. And it's like, I am actually a big asset to your life. And this isn't me, like, tooting my own horn or whatever. I'm a very big asset to someone's life. I am. And what am I doing? Getting, like, what are, what are we doing getting upset over, like, this citizen? 
What's the point? What's the point? Like, what's the point? And that's the thing. This goes to all trans people. Like, we are such blessings. Like, we are such blessings in people's lives. And like, and it's like we, we really just... need to stop accepting the bare minimum. The bare because, minimum. And it's the like full bare minimum. And it's like, like honestly, it's like so much easier said than done because we're all guilty of doing it. But it's like we all we are given crumbs and we are there sitting making fucking loaves of bread out of these crumbs. And guess what? They're going to fucking melt in the rain. They're gonna the, the, lo- <laughs> the loaves of bread are gonna, gonna be empty. Like it's like we are doing the most and turning like spider webs into gold webs, and it's like what are we getting? We are being Rapunzel in this bitch. No, what's her name? Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> no, that I don't know what her name is. Just something. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, should we go to the questions? Yeah. Right. You st- you start the questions. Right. Hold on. You do one and then I'll do one, then you do one and then I'll do one. Hold on. Right, we'll not go into the chuckular fucking right now. Um, Just start from the top and go back down. Right, okay. What would you say? What would you do if you saw your ex with someone else? Kill myself. <laughs> I'd kill myself. Um, so yeah, I would kill myself. I mean, it's always going to be an awkward one, no matter how much. But I have. One ran into my ex with their the now current partner, and I think that might be the only example. Oh, well, that wasn't really a new partner, but <laughs> I well for everyone who's listening, I've ran into multiple of my exes but, with their new partners, um, and I have equally wanted to die. When I have saw them. I don't them. know. It depends on the intensity of the situation or relationship. But, see, to be honest, um, it depends where it is. If it's in my own house, then, <gasps> <laughs> then there is certain feelings. But if it's outside... It's when the call a- is coming from inside the no. house. But- um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I find like it like moving on is fine. Like moving on is fine and it's whatever and that's cool. I just think that there needs to be like an element of respect. And I think when when it's something so fresh, it's very difficult. And also I'm sorry, but if you're trying to talk to me and you're standing next to your new thing, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> like don't talk to me. Like that's just awkward. Uh, and and that, and okay, rude. and this will then bleed into another point. It's like Somebody was asking, do you think you can remain friends with your ex? And No. I was honestly, for the longest time, going back to what I said earlier, where I kept my ex within my stratosphere, within, like, my current everyday life because I was so caught up on, like, oh, there was a really good relationship that should be maintained there, and that can be salvaged without the bounds of it being, like, a romantic relationship. Bullshit. I just think that sometimes things serve their time and what you're addicted to more is the memories that were made rather than maintaining the relationship. Because see, at the end of the day, if it's a relationship that is ended in heart as well, no matter what, no matter how secure a person you are, if you are constantly surrounded by this person, all you're going to be surrounded by is that feeling of heart. And I also think that this is piggybacking off of a topic or point that I made before of like kind of like people wanting 
us in their lives and wanting to benefit from our own like emotional intelligence and mental intelligence and stuff like that it's like when people break up with us or when people end things with us and they're like but I wish we, we, we still remain friends. Like, we have such a great connection, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no. We've what got you, enough no, no, but also, like, what you want to do is you want to capitalise off what I gave you, but you yeah. don't want to have to deal with the fact of, like, us being together. And it's like, yes, I am a great person. I do know that. But also, if you're going to end things with me, understand that you are ending the yeah, whole exactly. thing because and like, like i don't want to stay in your life i have enough friends no, baby exactly. i have enough friends like we don't need to remain in each other's stratosphere and like i i know that you think you think something of me to agree of like I, th I feel like it would be different if any of these ones came from a place where it was like you were friends before for a while and then you entered something and then it didn't work out and then you wanted to maintain that yeah. salvage that but none of these have ever been that but it's like you know what no matter how fucking weird and shit the journey is going to be there was a point where you weren't in each other's life so guess what we can be without each yeah, other exactly. again and it's also people I think put too much pressure on this like kind of like idealistic view of remaining friends of your ex. Yes. That would be amazing. But yes, also... have, having that connection is true and trying to keep the connection as something that I understand. And if it can be kept in a way that um, benefits both participants mental health i'm all for it but at, usually at the end of the day the situation is someone more in control and someone less in control and the person more in control ends the relationship on the basis of what they want rather than the basis of what the other person wants and i think when a relationship is ended like that it's difficult to maintain a dynamic that feels healthy because you always understand that you are not enough for them and so it's just like see when an, a relationship ends mutually great fantastic that's fine which honestly when does, does that happen? <laughs> when does that happen <laughs> but like that's fine but a lot of the time nine times out of ten that doesn't actually happen so it's always Maintaining a friendship is always going to be to someone's detriment. So, and someone's benefit. And yeah. I just think it's like you can live under that veil and that cloak for so long. And I think the thing that I did, which was the reason why my experience with dealing with a breakup was so long, was because my ex-partner at that time was like hanging up the phone with me when I was bawling my eyes out and then going to their then current partner and... So cheating? No, 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 because we weren't together. So, like, we were broken up and then we were having, like, these conversations where we were, like, talking about our feelings and stuff like that. And I was, like, crying down the phone saying, like, how much I miss them. And then they would, like, were, like, whatever, we would hang up the phone and then they were going and being with the person they were currently seeing at that time. Right. So it was, like, that way where it's, like... At that time, I was laying all my cards out on the table and I thought we were getting places, but in reality... Their cards I weren't came, even on the table. They, like, the table was not even in their vicinity. No. Like, their block, their cul-de-sac, like, their estate, like their they, city, their No table. County. Car boot sale, no table, baby. There's like, no nothing. table. Um, it's that way, but it's like... At that time, I thought I... It was like a mutual like feeling for each other but it wasn't and it's just obviously that doesn't apply to everyone's but it's just like 
That's what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like what the actual, like, what the actual fuck? fuck? Like, like if you could give your prominent ex or exes one piece of advice, what would it be? Quit heroin. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to bleep that. <laughs> no, you need to bleep that. Before we take heroin. No. Rich. <laughs> Rich. No, I can't believe that. That's so funny. That's so funny. Quit heroin. And this is, and I've been in a few situation chips. No, so that's... yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Um, to all, actually, to all of my exes, mine, my piece of advice would be, um, you should really try dealing with your dismissive attachment style now. I feel, I feel like genuinely every single person that I've been with, that I've named, apart from trans ex has a dismissive avoidant attachment style and for well, me speaks for, for men i think for, for me men men for me mainly men me, like ma the manliest of men <laughs> for, for me as someone who is anxious it's a chaotic but oh, very cataclysmic <laughs> pairing so yeah. mine would be yeah fix your avoidant attachment style because because it's, it's, it's really not the tea. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe I just said that. Do you ask um, me the next one? If you could ask your last, your ex one last question, what would it be? Uh, did you not think that maybe you should have told me that you were sleeping with my best pal? Or not? <laughs> Like tea, like tea. <laughs> what would you say? Um, I'm trying to think about what. <sighs> There's been a few. Instances. I'm trying to think of any others. I would. I'm tell. trying to think my situationships and not just my. What made you think that acting like that made you the big man? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> um, I would say, so, what really happened on that holiday in Spain? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Tea. tea. We're spilling tea. You are one fierce bitch. You are one. Room, roller coaster ride in, in the, the fast, fast lane. lane. Lou. You are one sick Stop bitch. the car. I don't regret... <laughs> Stop the count! <laughs> I don't regret anything that I've said so far. Do you regret any of your relationships? Yes. No. Yes. No, I don't think you do. Me? You don't think I do? No. And I don't think... I don't think... Obviously... Just, I just think just, humans just, are beings that should not live within regret. Because, like, as cheesy as it is and whatever, like... We have had to get to where we are right now. We have had to go through the experiences that we've had. And yes, well, they yes. have been horrible. Well, yes, <laughs> yes um, they have been horrible. And yes, you can regret how... I regret how much time I spent on some people. Of course. Because... Um, and I do think that, yes, my relationship... My relationships have... Right, me. we get it. I've had one. I've <laughs> have, have, have pieced me into the person that I am today, but I'm also, as I am today, have a lot of trauma and mental 
instability. So due to the relationships that I then have have been in. And so yes, there is this kind of like idea of like I, would, I don't want to I don't want to change who I am because I am who I am today because of like the experience I've had previously. But also I think a lot of the shit that I've actually experienced to do with like certain people have been like very harrowing experiences and like I I genuinely don't think that anyone should have had yeah. to like deal with shit like that. And so yeah, okay, yeah, that. Especially, and then the way that then if I was going to spin it round, I would say that I don't regret the relationship, but I regret staying within that relationship for so long because when I think about it, I think that my gender expression and who I am would have probably progressed further yeah. and faster if I wasn't within the bounds of like at that time a gay male relationship. Yeah, but I don't regret the relationship. I regret the timing the, the of it, the duration and the timing. Do if you could, right? That's a good one. If you could get back with any of your exes as both your present selves, but mind you have one, would you? No, I've got two faces, son. <laughs> <laughs> like no. Um, yeah, I would. Would you, would you get with her? Not XX. Rich. You get back with Rich? Yeah, I think so. He he was cute. He did misgender me in the hallway though. Yeah, and that was really awkward. That's but, but I was giving was also, Brett, honey. And he was also literally tweeting, tweeting off, off the, the bean. bean. So like everything I knew was falling on like everything I was saying was falling on deaf ears. But I think he um holds a really special place within my heart. Really? Because that he was the first person that I sort of entered in any sort oh, of like as a trans stratosf- person, stratosphere yeah. as a trans person. And this is before like before hormones and all that. Not that like me going on hormones has suddenly like made me more trans. Like I'm like still trans, whatever. But like so never questioned anything, was only ever really, really loving and kind. And just really, really nice to me. And it was just like a really, really um, shit time and like shit timing of events. Well, yeah. And like I do still. And I've tried many a time (laughs) to try and pick things back up and like progress even at just as like sort of on a mutual level right now. But obviously things get the better of some people. Sometimes things need to die. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> You're like him. <laughs> Some that ha- is the one of the wrong phrasing. Ha- half of my exes need to die. Um, but that's the only one. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. What about me? What about me? Yeah, right. Go. Would you? Mm. Right. <laughs> now let's get into it. I'd rather fucking put pins and needles in my eye and shit on my hands and clap than ever go near him again. Oh, no. I've seen him. No. Recently. Who? Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Wouldn't do that again. What were you going to say? <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. None. I don't know nothing about birthday, no babies. I got soft blocked on Instagram. <laughs> Soft blocked. <sighs> um, but no. You know what they say? 
Why'd you, you kill a cow? You gotta make a burger. <laughs> you can fix it if it's broke. But, but you, you can, can still see the crack in that motherfucker's reflection. Aim. Like, I feel like we've not even touched the surface of all this conversation. But we have more, we have more questions. Um, the next question is, have any of your exes changed you as a person? Nah. No, canon, yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say any sort of relationship. Any? Any, any sort of relationship, situationship, friendship that you enter into will inherently somehow change you as a person. And whether that's for but like a short... Perhaps we're talking more about like on on like a more like profound level because yes, instrumentally you'll be changed as a person because you've entered 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 into this situation with someone who you didn't know and fundamentally that will change you. But I think more of like more in like your psyche of like I know that like our relationship yeah. with each other has like changed me as a person and I'm pretty sure that our relationship, your relationship with me has changed you as a person and. Like previous exes. Well, I will say the only example I've got my relationship, the relationship per se didn't change me as a person. It was the aftermath that changed as a person because that was the time that I took to actually begin the groundwork and begin the foundation work and what was to that? make me the person that I am now. Like I really stripped everything back and sat within like... The you sat with an acoustic guitar. And, and you said, said strip, crush, strip no, back. No, I said, um, how does it say? I was trying, no. <laughs> I can't remember. Is it too late now to say No, sorry. I sat back in the depths of my despair, depression, delusion and delirium. The and, forties. And bitch, I was looking for the fifth. And I really, really, <laughs> like... Was like, do you know what? In that moment, I was a fucking weirdo. In that moment, I was also a weirdo, but that was I because said. I was right. led to act in a certain way because I was told one thing. Mm. And it was like, I began to like unpack all the actions and all the thought processes. And then within that, what I was able to do was then apply what I was going to do next time. And uh, whether or not I've entered into like situationships, I've really not been in like what would be classed as a con like a considerable serious relationship since then. And I think there is a little bit of hesitation that I feel towards that because it's like, when you've only done one thing once, you only have that thing to go experience, off of and yeah. that is your experience. And it's like, okay, I can say that I'm a fully, not even fully formed, but I'm as formed as I can be within this moment to enter into something like that. But I can't help but feel apprehension that like, if I was to end, like- You'd revert back to how you were before. Because certain like labels or certain like, emotions would be brought up in certain situations. But I also think that like the even just the generalization of the term situationship is very difficult to kind of quantify because I personally think that any situation that you enter into that has a prolonged peri period of time and perhaps the, the defining factor of prolonged period of time could be like over a month that shared like very um emotional and intense and very vulnerable statements or um conversations or even just like friends. <laughs> even just intimate kind yeah. of like 
goings on of each Moments other's lives. Moments of intimacy. I, really. I think that you, you should be able to define that as a relationship because back in that moment in time, you were you were in, invested, in, you were invested yeah. in someone and you were invested in a situation that you wanted to continue on for how, however much long. And also I think going back to that first point of like love in the digital age, I think the intensity of certain things has been lost within the um accessibility of these situationships like it's like whereas before you would meet someone on a night out you would have to arrange a date you would go on that date and you would have a certain time limit to get to know that person mm. then you would have to arrange to go on another date we can talk and be around and accessible to these people for 24 hours a day pretty much and it's like you can go extreme levels of intensity with someone really quickly. But even when you're like living within the same city as someone and you're able to spend a lot of time with them, um, perhaps that I guess I think even like before COVID, you wouldn't have been able to do because I think that there has been this kind of like collective idea or action that like we need to do things in the moment in order be, to be able to like appreciate them and enjoy them for what they are and I know that I have went into that I have had that mindset and I've went into things and been like yeah I'll hang out with you three nights in a week because why the fuck not yeah whereas I think before perhaps the pandemic or even before digital dating became so much more the more of a thing um there is more of like a hesitance and this is also another thing that i have like a very like weird relationship with it's like the acts of playing it cool is like i'm so, so out, out. no so, so out. Out. i'm someone that will play it not cool like, like you're really warm to the point that like my excessiveness is actually really annoying people patch me <laughs> I'm like that, by the way, you're going to get 20 million trailers and they're going to be like, we don't care. <laughs> but, like, it... but this is the thing again, it's like, and I just think like approaching these things and yeah, okay, it's like maybe I need to get a bit more respect for myself and a bit more like secure within my like self and like self image and transness. But it's like, I'm out here letting these fucking idiots and ugly men, men dictate, me dictate and how I tell feel about me myself. How I should feel and like tell me my worth and it's like I don't actually know you I've never met you I've spoke to you for a week we've arranged a meet and just so happens that you've patched me before the meet but we've became like I have at least became somewhat emotionally invested because the conversations have shown nothing but that journey mm. and now I'm letting a stranger on the other end of what an iPhone 13 tell me I'm worthless yeah. It's fucking crazy when you put it like no, that. No, it is. And like, it, genuinely. It, it, and half of these people are 21. <laughs> and it's a very trans-specific thing because I think that it's very easy for us as individuals to latch onto whatever validation that we can get. And then within that, within us latching onto that validation, especially when we're very early in transition, I feel like I was able to, I was able to negate that because... I was just celibate for a year and a half and like I just didn't I just didn't yeah. I refused to deal with any shit like that. So whenever when I entered back into the dating sphere, I had this old I already had this 
idealized image of like who I was and what I wanted to give across and what I had to give and whatever. Whereas a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people want to have sex while they're still transitioning. And that's fucking fine. That's so fine. But it's when the sex or like the physical intimacy gets mixed up with the emotional intimacy. And it's kind of like, okay, so you want like, because I can think about it. It's like, okay, I want sex. But I would also kind of love a boyfriend. And it's like, that's now going to get wrapped up in like the physicality of things. And then like, if you're meeting people on apps, which a lot of the time when you're meeting someone on an app, it's like, it's not exactly like the most logistical or um, longevous way of like meeting someone. And also it's just like, again, as trans people, we are expected to be okay with receiving these crumbs. And when we do, we spin spider webs out of these shirts and we spin fables and like stories. Like, you be in your Charlotte's web, bitch. No, and the web says, I do. And they're like, I've not even asked you to be my girlfriend, <laughs> never mind marry you. Oh, sorry, did I say girlfriend? I meant boyfriend. Lady, <laughs> lady boyfriend. It's like, it's like the whole thing can be so... Like, it's just really hard navigate. And I think... It's so hard. I thought that I was becoming a lot more secure within my transness recently. And I was like, do you know what? It's winter. Beyonce said cuff it. So, like, maybe I'll try and get it cuffed. And... The minute that I re-downloaded Hinge, which is the shittest dating app ever, I was, like, brought back to that square one because it's, like, unless what I'm willing to, like, put in my prompts or whatever it is they call it, that I'm trans, it's, like, I have to have that moment of surprise. I'm trans. And then it's, like, what that person then can act on whether or not they, one, view me as attractive anymore, and two view me enough as human to fucking hit me with a response to say, do you know what? I respect that you're trans, but I'm not in a place where I'm comfortable enough within my sexuality to look beyond sexuality as genitalia and say, do you know what? I can get with a trans woman with a dick. Like, these people aren't able to do that. And then what's left is I'm left patched. These people are matched with me. And then I'm the one that's then tearing myself like a monster. down. Made to feel like a monster. Made to feel like, do you know what? I'm unworthy of love and I'm all this, that and what. Because again, someone through my fucking iPhone XR screen has told me that. It's bizarre. Like the way that these like, like the way that digital media has infected us all so much that these people that we genuinely don't know can have have such such a prolific and profound effect. And it's like, okay, so then you remove yourself from all those dating apps and it's like, what? Well, what the fuck? What am I What am to- I doing? Writing letters in the sky? <laughs> Two turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree. But it's also like, it's 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 great to feel that release of like deleting the apps. But then like when you think about it, wh- how am I going to meet people? Okay, I'm And wa- also I, I'm, I'm just I'm someone. Off, I'm working off for the week. So I need to meet people on the weekend when I'm out. And like when I'm out, I'm fucked up. And, and also like, it's even- just like, see when it comes down to it. Um... I'm someone that actually really, really enjoys being externally validated and I don't think that's a bad thing. Okay, should I place as much emphasis and importance on it? Probably not, but also that's something that changes and is, like, 
not a constant feeling. It's something that changes as I get more comfortable within myself. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had more because a lot of people seek external validation and just don't talk about it. Mm. And it's like, see, within that external validation, it's like, okay, you take the five hits of somebody telling them you don't want to be with you because you're trans. But see, that one hit that you get, it's so much sweeter. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out that they're a fucking freak anyway. It's like, whoa. It's like, there really is no hope. But if you're out of the art school on Friday, (laughs) then I will be sucking dick. (laughs) I'll be in the bathroom. Like, genuinely. Why are you talking well, Asma? Because I've got a fingernail stuck in my tooth. Have you ever go, right? We're going to need to close out soon. Ow. But have you ever ghosted anyone? Um, of significant value. Of significant value. No. Me neither. No, I just don't have it. Because one... I, I be- do ghost people that, like, are cunts to me. Yeah. Or, like, see, there are certain times where, like, I'll match or I will have matched with someone on, like, a dating app and I just won't hit it back because I just, I'm like... Shit, I better hit that back. I'm I'm in college, gonna be saving a bitch life. <laughs> I just Shit, don't I just man. don't see a prosperous future. And whether or not that's me being a conspiracy theorist, that I'm, I'm like nothing can happen. Yeah. Sometimes you just get the vibe that you don't need to hit it back. Yeah. That's not me act like actively intentionally ghosting anyone. I am someone that throughout all my past situationships have either tried to search for a reason or had the reason where it's like okay you're going to try and ghost me but guess what i'm going to message you three times until i get a message back and okay that may come across as strong but also i owe it to myself to get some form of emotional clarity because you're a fucking ugly cunt who like guess what i was doing charity work with you so guess what i deserve the least amount that you can do which is hit me back with your lame excuses to what you what you had a shite holiday in Spain. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I will never forget, but um, like perhaps the most the most, most recent ex broke up with me over the phone while so I was on tour in Brighton, and I was like, and I was going to like another place the next day. And I was like, what? Like surely like, what? what? Like what? Like what are you doing? <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, what is the fucking point? Or like the ex? Well, the ex before that several times over. Um, broke up with me on New Year's Day. Like, you know who broke up with me on New Year's Day and was like, "Hey, I just like I just have got shit to do." Blah blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Literally, New Year's. like Taylor you- Swift New Year's Day." Ta- Hog money, honey. Ta- Taylor Swift, you're on your own, kid. Maddie McCann and the Algarve. <laughs> I love that one. The tweet and it was like, "That song." As like it activating my synesthesia. It's just given like Scarlet slash Maroon vibes, and the song was Maroon by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll close out. Love us always. Dubai. I hope you enjoyed the T double D's. Dubai. Dubai. Dubai.